wise collector mic? Got Ebon Illusion Magician. How many how many are you allowed to have in your deck of the same card, Mike? I was so I don't remember the First actuals. I mean, was it oh. is it still three? I three I think was like the old. My, I remember my OG first printing Dark Magician Girl. That's a classic. It's like the first, the first Dark Magician Girl, uh, like wave from back in, you know, two thousand whatever. I still have it. I feel like this could be a whole separate show, just like talking about Yu-Gi-Oh cards. All I remember is that in like that first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, Kaiba wanted Yugi's blue eyes because there's only four in the world and Kaiba already had three. And you can't have more than three of a kind in a deck. That was what he said the rules were, but the rules don't actually matter in the show. Speaking of those blue rules eyes, so Toon Dragon. Got red eyes Toon Dragon right here. I didn't even know they had that. Oh, I forgot that was a thing. The Toon cards are great. I had a red eyes. I used to be obsessed with the elemental hero decks. Oh, or just yeah, those cards cool. in general. They're just a lot of fun. I think I think this is going to result in all of us playing Yu-Gi-Oh after this. I think that's I think this is where that's where this is headed. But we have a stack show tonight and we have a hard deadline so we should probably get things moving along here. Welcome everyone to the Pass Control podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your very very hurt host Brennan Groom and joining me on this lovely Saturday evening is the anime senpai himself, who's currently a cat, Mike. How are you doing tonight? Nah. Yeah, just now. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't even throw like a meow in there. I mean, you're a cat. There's a cat in your camera screen right now. Like, who can see that besides the three of you? No one's gonna appreciate my nonsense. All right, fair enough, Mike. Fair enough. Todd may join us later, but filling in that void, we have two very very special returning guests. The first of which you may know as the features editor for Twinfinite, host of the Positive Players podcast, Mr. Grayson Morales. Grayson, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine. I'm. I don't have a. Did you sprain your shoulder? Did, did you sprain your shoulder? Is that what the term I, would be? I don't know. I, I, I think know. it's more of in my neck. I think I pulled a muscle today while I was working out, and it's pulled like terrible. I can't. I can't like do anything right now just the worst pain like it's, it hurts to sit here right now this heating pack is like not doing enough it's yeah i am rough. my body is is working fine so i guess i'm a little better shaped than you are so i'm doing That's, okay I'm i don't doing wish well. this up, i don't wish this upon anybody i'm happy you're doing well now you have to visually deal with mike changing his filter constantly like look at this ridiculousness like look at this it's just nonsense it's the most terrifying thing I've seen today. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Mike, will the will the filters apply to your cat if your cat looks at the camera or no? I've <laughs> only managed to get Snapchat filters to work on my cat once. I've got like one small clip. I've, I've tried it in the past and with you know poor results, but I did get it to work once. All right, I mean, we're gonna have to have to try this out later and see if we can make some magic happen. Rounding us out tonight. You may know him from Dual Shockers, being featured on IGN, kind of funny, Inside Gaming, Spawn on Me, the list goes on. I mean, I, is there a show that he hasn't been on? I'm not sure yet. Cameron Hawkins. Cameron, how are you doing tonight? I think you may be muted. Yeah. We cannot hear you. Nope. Okay, there we go. Yeah, there we go. 
That was weird. Uh, I'm doing all right, you know, I, and I haven't been on GameSpot yet, but that might change soon. So, oh, uh, all right, that's a hot <laughs> scoop right there. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. So, um, but yeah, I'm doing all right, you know. I'm uh, back. We're here to talk PlayStation this week, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit of uh, Microsoft Xbox as well um, after with PlayStation's big PS5 showcase this past week. So I'm uh, I'm ready to discuss. Yeah, I am, I am as well. So for those of you tuning in, we're going to pretty much talk about the PlayStation 5 event that happened this past week where PlayStation revealed their release date for the PlayStation 5, uh, the pre-orders, which turned out to be a fiasco, the price finally, as well as uh, kind of some more updates on games that are going to launch with the platform and other games you can look forward to playing supposedly in 2021. But we'll see if that sticks. So the first thing we should get into is the the thing that everyone's been waiting for for a while, and that's the release date, which is now November twelfth, two days after Xbox Series X. Correct. Yeah, and then the price. Thank you. I got a tea delivery to to help help aid my my recovery here. I don't know how much mm-hmm. chamomile tea is going to help, but it's going to be delicious. Uh, anyways, so yes, so four ninety nine for the physical edi- uh, version of the PlayStation Five, three ninety nine for the all digital version. And coming out two days after the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. I don't know where everyone stands here, but whether or not we plan on getting a PS5 day one or day not or or not, when you do get the PS5 or if you've already pre-ordered it, are you looking for that digital version or the physical version? Um, I'm, oh, oh, so, say, I'm personally going physical. Uh, I still... I still just um, don't really see the. I just don't see really in any situation where you'd want to get rid of that option because you just like never know if there's an opportunity where you'll get like a physical version of the game or someone's just like, you know, they they bought uh, they're just like, hey, you you know, you can borrow this game or something like that. So I don't like you know like recently I was going to, you know, uh, buy digitally Ghost of Tsushima, and then one of my friends was just like. Uh, I'm actually done with the game. Do you want? Do you just want the physical version? I can send it to you. I was like, yeah, that saves me sixty dollars. Like, you know, situations like that. Like, while I don't think that they're often, it's just like, you know, with just, I'm not saying like a hundred dollars isn't a lot of money, but say that like that happened. You play like two games using your disc drive throughout the entire generation. You made your investment back. Mm-hmm. You know, you made that hundred dollars back. So for me, I think that uh, the disc version is the way to go. What about you, Grayson? Any opinion either way, or? Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I managed to snag a pre-order for the standard PS5. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and for me, the only, the only really, the, one of the only reasons why I prefer uh the disc drive right now is because I still use GameFly, so I get physical disc from time to time. Mm-hmm. It saves me a few hundred dollars a month on games. I'm not really sure if I wanted to put down like sixty dollars on it. And also, coming into this next generation, games, a lot of games are going to be seventy dollars. So I think having the option to go to GameStop and buying a game physically is great because you can always return it if you don't like the game because that's a lot of money to just invest in a in a in a game that you're not sure if you don't if you're gonna enjoy or not, um, which is also why it's good to have a, a disc drive. I think uh, when you have digital, it's just it, it's good for some people. I think, but it's like I would rather just pay a hundred dollars to have the option. And um, yeah, at, at this point, if I'm buying a console, hundred dollars is not like the end of the world. You know, I'm already buying it, so I'd prefer just to have the standard edition. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I think 
like if if it if we're talking like maybe a two hundred dollar difference, that's a different question potentially. Especially because I think you know a lot of people eventually at some point get both consoles or all three if you include the Switch. So it's like if there's a big difference in price, I think that would be more of a of a conversation, at least more of a way for them to sway me into potentially just doing that. But I agree. As someone who still tries to buy a lot of physical media anyway, I uh, I think that really that price difference is not is not enough to to make me consider going all digital with PlayStation. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's nice for that option to be there for people that that, you know, if they really just don't care about buying physical things, they can save a little bit extra money. Um, I'm surprised it's not a little bit cheaper. I didn't expect them to be as cheap as the Xbox Series X, but I did expect the the base PS5 to be more expensive. So I was a, a little uh, shocked to see, not see the the price difference between the two things bigger because I expected the the base model to be higher. Um, with that being said, I guess it's it's good to talk about uh, the base price being 4.99. I know that I'm on record in many places, including last week's episode, saying I don't think it's going to be 4.99. I didn't think it was going to be less than 4.99, but I expected it to be 5.99 or higher. Um, I'm shocked and happy that they've got to get it down to 4.99. I mean, that's great for everyone. The cheaper it is, that's obviously better for all of us. But w- w- how are you guys feeling about the price coming in at 4.99? Did you ex- well? I know where Cam stands because he was on last week. But where, where, how do you? Did you expect it to be four ninety nine or higher or lower, Grayson? Yeah, I I totally expect it to be to be five hundred. That seems like it, it just makes sense for where Sony is going with this console. It just Microsoft is. I think Microsoft is trying to make sure that this console gets into as many hands as possible. Mm-hmm. And PlayStation is still kind of like, of course, they're also trying to do that. But I think they also just want to. I don't know, make themselves feel like this console is kind of like a luxury item somehow, or like just the way that it's designed too. It looks, it, it looks dumb now that I think about it. The way the futuristic design to it, I much prefer the design of the Series S now after seeing all all, all three of the consoles or four, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, five hundred is exactly where I thought it was going to be. I was, I was predicting the the digital version would only be fifty dollars less, actually. I, I didn't okay. know it was going to be a hundred dollars less because they still have the same power, right? There's yeah. no there's no difference in what the in, in the specs, so I was like, oh, okay, and then maybe they can like lower fifty dollars. But I was surprised to see a hundred dollar difference. Um, like I said, if I didn't have GameFly, I I think I would have gone digital. Um, to be honest, yeah, so. I'm I'm actually surprised. Like, I think part of Microsoft's approach with having the the Series S be like much much cheaper. Obviously, it's a little bit underpowered in certain areas compared to the Series X. But I mean, if you think about if you went with the all digital version, anytime you are buying a game, you're buying it from PlayStation. So they're not, they're making more money on every game they sell you because they're not selling it to a store and the store gets a piece. Like they're making more money because they're, you're buying the games directly from them. So it almost like it, it almost makes more sense for PlayStation to want more people to buy the digital only version. Cause over time they're going to make way much more money on digital sales than they are going to make on people buying physical copies of games. Um, but the weird thing about that sure. is that, you know, we've noticed that apparently the digital edition is much harder to get. Which I think might be by design. Hmm. But like, but with, but, but with you saying that, like, you know, PlayStation gets more money with the, like, by 
buying their games digitally why would they not make more digital consoles yeah that's that's the thing is i i think that would be the correct way to approach it business-wise but i think uh, i've seen i've seen uh paris lily say it a lot on twitter and i know he said it on a few shows um he he thinks the reason why they did that is so that they can like advertise the playstation 5 as starting at 399 which i think is also like a smart like marketing tactic is you yeah. can say starting at 399 but the 399 version is nowhere to be found so people like think it's cheaper but they have no problem spending the one that's a hundred dollars more because because they're already in that conversation because the 399 coaxed them into the conversation if they weren't already thinking about buying it anyway regardless um that's a good point what about what about for you mike i know you and we'll we'll, we'll touch on this throughout the episode i know you you're not like super sold on either console day one just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- has the release date or price reveals for either for either of these versions of the PlayStation changed your mind? Have you pre-ordered one and not told me? I have no idea. Uh, no and no. Ha- did anything in this PlayStation Five event make you change any opinion about the PlayStation Five or no? Not really. I mean, one day, yeah, probably I'll get it. There's like a game that I want to play. Persona Six, and, yeah. Persona Six isn't out yet, so. <laughs> and this and uh, the PlayStation's on sale again. I bought, I bought my PlayStation Four to play Spider Man because it was on sale. That was it, and I just didn't play Spider Man. That's true, but you did play <laughs> Persona Five like seventeen times. So I, I did play Persona Five, and I only bought Persona Five because again, it was on sale the first time. The only I mean, exception you... to the rule has been has been Royal. Royal, you bought full price. Because it's your favorite game of all time. Uh, because of reasons I will explain to you someday. When I finish the game. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. We'll get there. That that spoiler cast will happen someday. It'll happen in Eventually. 2020. 2020, it will happen. I promise. Yeah. It'll uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that being said, we the the pre-orders were supposed to go up, I believe, the following day for PlayStation Five. And then Walmart decided, no, that's not the case. And then everyone decided, okay, that's not the case. So the pre-orders happened shortly or throughout the night after the event uh, took place, which was breaking the internet for for better or for worse. I am still not, like, I will get a PS5. I'm not like, I'm still not sold on getting it day one just because I know I'm, to be realistic, I don't really think because I have a PS4 Pro and an Xbox One X, I don't necessarily need either console day one. I just play most of my like non-exclusive titles on Xbox because that's just where a lot of my friends are and just uh, that's where a lot of games, and I don't really care about this stuff, but that's where a lot of the games are optimized for Xbox and not necessarily optimized for the PS4 Pro. And I think you're going to see that same trend a little bit into the next generation. But um, the Xbox I'm going to get just because I'm not going to not get both of them. But the PlayStation 5 still hasn't done a good job of convincing me why I should buy it day one. And the pre-order thing, it, it kind of just helped me not buy it yet. Cause I was like, I had a bunch of tabs open. I'm looking at all these websites. I'm like, all right, like if it's, if I see it, if it's here, I'll buy it. If it's not, I'm not going to like throw my hands up and, and get too upset about it. But you said that you were able to get one, Grayson. Was that an easy process for you or was it a nightmare? <laughs> no, I, I got it. What's the last night? No, did, did I get my pre-order last night or 
no, two nights ago. Anyways, like, yeah, I was trying the first day and, you know, all the main retailers, it was a mess because they'll say they're sold out or some will say they're restocking and then it'll say sold out again. So it wasn't, it wasn't easy for sure. And there were, there were points where I was like, it, it's fine if I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't need the console day one, but it's mm -hmm. just like, I want it and I know I'm going to get it in the first few months and the price isn't going to drop. So it's like, I might as well just get it now while I still can. And I managed to get the pre-order in Walmart. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, I just, it, it just comes with the job too, where I just want to have the console in my hands. I want to experience these titles in the best way possible, like Miles Morales and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just good for me to have so I can write about my experiences with the console and write features. It just part, you know, it's, it just comes with a job where I feel like if I don't, don't have one, I'll have like FOMO. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I was going to buy it anyway. So it's yeah. like, why not? If I can get it. I got it. And if I, if I wasn't going to be able to get a pre-order, it wasn't the end of the world for me. I was like, okay, it's fine if I, I'll get it a few weeks after or something. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I actually don't think that Sony did an, uh, they haven't been doing an incredible job showing pe why people need to buy it day one. Mm -hmm. um, but I still, man, I still bought it. So uh, but I totally get the reasoning for um, choosing not to buy it right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally think that there's not really a reason to get either just yet. Like if you have them currently, there's there's not a lot of experiences that are gonna be locked to the Series X and PlayStation Five right away. I think that what PlayStation the PlayStation Five did event did for me was actually sell me on 2021 if things aren't delayed being a great year to buy a PlayStation Five. Where Microsoft I think still has some ambiguity on what exactly their 2021 looks like as long as you know unless halo is their big thing and it actually comes out and that's great mm -hmm. but it seems like playstation is setting their 2021 up to have a few different key releases throughout the year so that could be you know a potential even if people miss out or during the holidays i think 2021 is is a prime time to pick up a ps5 if you yeah. if you miss out you also were able to pre-order a cam right yeah, I uh, I drove down to my local GameStop, and uh, it was a pretty wild, like it was a pretty weird story. Like I, I, you know, I go there. So basically, I call them, and they say that, oh, we're not taking pre-orders till tomorrow. Then I follow someone on uh, Twitter who works for GameStop, and they, and then he said pre-orders were live, and I assumed that that meant in store. So I called again, didn't get an answer. And I was just like, okay, I'm not going to wait for them to answer. I'm going to drive down there because it's like a five-minute drive from my house. Mm -hmm. uh, and I drove down there, and they and then they explained it to me, saying like, no, we're still not taking. Like it's in this. It was like it's in the system, and you can pre-order it technically, but we don't know where that money that you put down for it goes because it's not like technically, uh, they're not like ready to take the pre-orders, quote unquote. And it was just like it was not like I would lose the money, but they just didn't know where the money would go from a, from a systematic standpoint. Mm. I was just like, okay, I'll just come back tomorrow then first thing and pre-order it then. And I chill in my car for about 15 minutes, just like, you know, scrolling through Twitter and stuff. And then I get the notification. I like literally just get an email from GameStop, PS5 pre-orders available now. And I was just like, all right, going back in there. <laughs> and then the manager, you know, who spoke to me about it at first, like she, like she was in the back and she comes out and she's just like, I, you know, I was just on a phone call, like saying like, you know, wait till tomorrow. And then I immediately got another phone call back saying pre-orders are good to go. So I was just like, cool. Well, you know, here are my pre, like, you know, I want to pre-order. So I was the first one 
probably in my entire city to pre-order a PS5. <laughs> and uh and so, you know, I got the I got the PS5 and then I got um the charging stand and the media remotes. And I wasn't going to pre-order another uh, a second DualSense, but I saw that the charging stand come like can fit two controllers. So it's just like, oh, well, might as well pre-order another controller then. Um, cuz for me I'm also the same way like I feel after that showcase while it was easily the best presentation I think this year so far mm-hmm. with what they showed off um it kind of made me give me less reasons to get a PS5 at launch because because the, the only game I was planning on playing at launch was Miles Morales and they're like oh it's it's cross gen now even though they said that they wouldn't do cross gen um and I was like, so I could just not get a PS5, but I decided to get it anyway because one, I have the money. Two, I know that probably for the majority of next year, the PS5 is going to be like going in and out of stock. Um, that I and I don't want to, I just don't want to deal with that. Mm. Um, so I was just like, you know, I got I got the controller, I'm good to go, and I don't have to worry about any of that. So that's why I decided to to pre-order it. But yeah. I, but but. As a, and, and you know I will play Miles Morales on it, but after that, like I like I want to play Sackboy too, but I'm not gonna pay sixty dollars for that game. <laughs> I'm just I'm just not going to. Yeah. Um, I mean, but as we, a, or no finish I was, up. I was gonna say outside of that, um, the only game I'm really looking forward to to play on my PS5 is Final Fantasy 16, because that's like the one time uh, they haven't confirmed it, but I'm I'm betting that's the timed exclusive, mm-hmm. um, and. I that's w- just one of the the only timed exclusive title that they've shown so far that I will not I cannot wait for like I'm I'm going to play it on PS5 and then when it eventually hits Xbox assuming it is a time exclusive then I'll play it again on Xbox but that one I, I can't wait for yeah that that will be like a terrible terrible shame if that ends up being like a PlayStation 5 only thing only because like we we, we already lived through final fantasy games being exclusive to playstation we don't need to go back to those times we don't, we don't need that yeah. again um yeah i think it's just kind of like final fantasy 7 remake it's just yeah. a time exclusive and it'll come to xbox later yeah which i'm wondering because it's supposed to i think it's a i think on final fantasy 7 remake it's a year so we should be getting remake on xbox in 2021 but i wonder like i wonder if microsoft is gonna like try to shell out some sort of deal or or throw some money at square to to be like can we get like some optimizations for series x that maybe they're not going to do for playstation 5 because it will be a you know be technically a new game i don't know how many people would rebuy play uh final fantasy 7 remake who already played it on playstation to buy it on their ps5 well besides you but ps5 oh no 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 no. that's what i'm saying xbox yes i will be buying that on xbox again but it would be even a more incentive for you to do it if they added like Series X, you know, enhancements or improvements or, you know, slower load times or or whatever, whatever it may be. You know, they, they could always like they could always go crazy and put it on Game Pass, too. That would be ridiculous. Insane. Yeah. yeah, that would be that would be insane if they did something like that. Um, I mean, I could see it coming to Game, pa- Game Pass. Uh, my British accent almost came out. Game, <laughs> Game Pass, Pass. Uh, at. Uh, like in the future, I don't think that would happen. Like right At when launch. it came out. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. 
Maybe but when did, uh, regardless, like that would that would be pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Square games on Game Pass right now. All of the Kingdom Hearts games, a bunch of legacy Final Fantasy games. I think yeah. seven, eight, and nine are on there right now. I think um, fifteen is on there too. Yeah, yep. it, if it's it definitely was at some point. It might still be. I don't know. <laughs> it if, is. If, it oh, is. it is. So yeah, there's a lot of games on there. Um, I think both versions of it too. I think like the the chibi version, unless that's only on the Switch. I don't know, but I think there's I think two it's versions. Only on the Switch. But also the all devices. the Kingdom Hearts games, all the Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah, on, all, on all of them, the whole the collections and three, right? Three is also yep. on there. Yeah. So yep. that's I mean, there's a lot of square love on there. So who knows? I think Tomb Raider was on there at some point, too. I don't know if it still is or not, which isn't made yeah. by Square, but I think Square publishes them. But so, yeah, so I will if I see it pop up, I will end up getting it, you know, whether it's at launch or in the next few months, I'm sure what I'm most excited about and not because I think it is going to be like amazing or anything i just want to know how the controller feels because they're it's a it's a not a dual shock like it's a little bit of a different uh feel in your hand it looks like a different shape a little bit so i'm I'm excited to see how that is because i personally do not like how the dual shock fits in my hand so and i mean the offset sticks is, a, is another issue i don't like the the symmetrical sticks on the playstation 5 controller or playstation any any of the playstation controllers so I'm terrible at first-person shooters on PS4. I, I, like, I, I can't play anything I like that. I think it's because of the six. I like. It's just. It's. I don't know. I don't know why they won't make that change. Just make all it's of cra- them the same. Just make all and of them the same. And it's crazy how many people like. I think we're in the minority when it comes to like preferring offset sticks, which is crazy to think about. I don't think so because if you I, if. You, I've I, seen that argument on Twitter before, and the amount of and, and granted, like I follow a lot of f- kind of funny people, and most of them are Sony people. Mm-hmm. But like, still, I was just like, "You guys are insane." You, I, think, I, I, don't, <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a vocal minority thing when it comes to that specifically. Maybe only be, maybe only because like take the Xbox controller out of it. Obviously, the Xbox controllers are all offset sticks, but Nintendo, who's always down to do crazy controller <laughs> configurations, has been offset sticks. Since if you want to count GameCube, you know, with the yeah. C stick, they're offset sticks. I mean, there's the like the the higher end model PlayStation like pro controller, basically, that's made by I think Scuff Gaming or someone that has offset sticks. So like a lot of yep. third party stuff for PlayStation is offset sticks. I think there is a decent size audience who who looks for for offset stuff. Mike, is the Stadia controller offset sticks like the Xbox controller? Uh, yes, pretty sure. Yeah. Keep asking that question. I'm gonna go get mine. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Go. 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 Get it. Go. Vi- visual. Google visual aid. Just Google Stadia controller really quick. Mike's already taking his headphones he, off. He's, he's already. Oh, he's right. Oh, it's right, right behind. Okay. okay. So I, I think. Yeah. Oh no, they are. They're uh, symmetrical. Oh, they're symmetrical. Really? Sticks. Oh. Yeah. No. Yep. Well, I mean, right Stadia has made a lot of issues. A lot of bad choices. So <laughs> that's just another another one on the list. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I want to. It's just a pro controller. Yeah, a pro <laughs> controller with the with the with the uh, stick swapped. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, I, as far as the games that are immediately coming out, I mean, Cam touched on it. They didn't announce it in the event, but the information came out afterwards that there are going to be cross-gen titles, which I don't care about. Like that doesn't bother me at all. That's actually like as a as a consumer point that's great for consumers for people that can't buy a playstation 5 right away for people that you know obviously 2020 has been a very challenging year for a lot of for most for almost everybody for a lot of different reasons so i'm sure a lot of people you know might not have 
five hundred plus dollars sitting around to to drop on a new console. So being able to play the new Miles Morales, and I think the other game that got that got uh, announced as being cross gen was Horizon Two. So yeah. you know, being able to play both of those games if you're if you have a PlayStation Four, I think that's you know, it's one less reason to buy a PlayStation Five, but it's great for people who you know might not be in the best financial situation at the moment to to upgrade. I think but Demon's I, I think Demon's Souls is the only big launch title that's only on PS5. Yeah, I, th- I think you're mistaken. It's like Boy, right. yes, but it's not like Boy. Actually, that's not true. That's not true. Yakuza. Well, okay. So Yakuza technically it's on PlayStation 4, but it's not on PlayStation 5. Yeah, so that's it, a, like that's Xbox, a huge oh, exclusive. Okay, okay. Xbox has that exclu- exclusivity for next gen for uh, I think a year. I think yeah. a year. Oh, so that's man, that's one of the only exclusives that well no Microsoft has some other exclusives too that are just you know not cross gen anyway I mean not uh, cross platform anyway they're not launch titles though oh hold on, hold on. I actually know a perfect person <laughs> uh, like a, a perfect person on Twitter who tweeted this out specifically so uh, so let me uh, keep talking but I'm yeah while you while you pull that up I'll kind of run through some of the other stuff that was shown off at Sony so they obviously opened up with the Final Fantasy 16 trailer which it's cool that they're announcing this and cool that they're showing this off but for me personally when I'm like this is the lead up to you launching the console I want you to tell me why I should be buying this console now and not you know a year or two or more from now which that's how I feel about the Final Fantasy 16 trailer. I know Cam's super excited about it. I don't know how what how Grayson how you feel about the Final Fantasy 16 reveal. Um, I, I'm a big Final Fantasy fit fan, and I did like the trailer, but I just I'm I'm, I'm a little skeptical about like the because I, I don't I don't play I never played Final Fantasy 14. A lot of people are comparing it to that, and I know you might you might know more about this than I do, Cameron. But like I think the one of the producers or directors from 14 is working on this as a director. The director so of 14 I, is a producer for 16. Okay. And it has a lot of 14 vibes to it. I just, yeah, I'm not like a huge high fantasy person. I kind of like the more sci-fi stuff like from 13 and 15. Uh, but the combat looks really cool. Um, 14 has a very good story now. So I hope, you know, that translates into 16. Um, it reminds me of the Witcher and like Dark Souls, like taking inspirations from a lot of these, like, uh, franchises lately that have been like really popular lately so it seems really cool and i'm surprised they showed that much footage i was expecting like a logo maybe and like a short teaser but they showed so much which i which makes me believe that you know this game is far along in development that we think it is so maybe mm-hmm. we could see it you know in 2022 or something um or i i doubt it's coming next year but 2022 no. could be likely yeah so if it was 2021 yeah. they would have they would have said it so so my current thought process is hmm it's i I, i'm thinking about it more specifically because we haven't heard anything about final fantasy 7 remake part 2 yet and uh, my thought process what oh so my thought process is um i think we're gonna get uh whatever part 2 is in 2022 and then 16 in 2023 because uh, I've seen that Square Enix recently has liked to release a lot of their bigger titles, uh, surprisingly, like between December and March. Like that's like normally where, you know, like they release uh, Dragon Quest. I'm pretty sure around that time. Uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts three, um, 
Final Fantasy VII remake was going to be in March until it got pushed back due to like uh, I think COVID and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like where I think things are gonna go. Um, and you know, just to clarify that this is not. Uh, I know a lot of people, including Brennan, kind of brought it up uh, before the podcast started. Um, are worried about how long this game is going to take to come out because um, because Final Fantasy XV uh, development was so long. But like that is just like such an anomaly. Like if you know like everything that happened with that game, like just don't like don't even try and like bring that up because this they're completely different things. Where uh, sixteen, like I think, especially knowing like who's working on that game because also the the director of 16 is the director of devil may cry 5 so like the oh, like wow. the devil may cry guy is like in charge of this game um and so sense. i think that i think that the yeah when i saw the trailer i was expecting <laughs> like something very vague and then a logo but we got yeah. a lot in that trailer and i was just like holy shit yeah holy holy shit this is like a lot farther than along than i expected i still think that they're going it's gonna take like i think that it's again i think it's either gonna be release really quick or it's going to like and and it's been you know a work in progress for a long time or it's still like a ways away it's really hard to tell just based off of one trailer but that one trailer was very impressive yeah. Um. But my bet still is that it's gonna come out like probably in uh three years, like a uh, two twenty twenty three, uh like spring springtime or late late twenty twenty two. Um. But uh yeah, so I I like I'm definitely excited for it. I'm I, uh, I'm like kind of like the opposite of Grayson. It's just like I love like the the futuristic stuff of Final Fantasy, but we haven't had like in a, a more high fantasy Final Fantasy title since nine. So it's overall, I mean, if you don't count 14 and 11, which are the MMOs, so mm-hmm. it's, uh, I think it's going to be a really nice, uh, fresher breath air to, uh, experience something, you know, that's more, uh, fantasy heavy than like the cyberpunk like type, um, mm-hmm. sci-fi, uh, aesthetic and setting. So, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it again. Like it's the one game that uh one timed exclusive that PlayStation has so far that like I just I'm not gonna wait for that to hit Xbox. I'm gonna get it day one. I'm gonna get the whatever collector's edition it is, because you know Square <laughs> loves to make their collector's editions. Like just shut up and take my money at this point. Yeah. Um but yeah. I think I think uh it's fun funny that you brought the MMOs because I have not played either the either of the MMOs, but I like when the trailer started I was like don't tell me that they're starting the second presentation off with like DLC to one of the MMOs and it's coming to PS5. I was like, you did this with Grand Theft Auto and now don't do this with this. Like, I was like, please, this is you cannot be kicking off the second presentation this way. So I'm happy that it was a new game, um, but I, I still remain uh, slightly skeptical just because I, I know you said that there's some, you know, ridiculous reasons why 15 had some issues, but seven also went through some some crazy issues with like they scrapped the team and like there was the, I, I, I mean, I'm sure they made the, dis- the decision that was correct for the game that we finally got, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm going to remain a little bit skeptical. Um, but you, some of your reasoning did actually in, uh, give me some hope that maybe 
maybe that there will be a, a more streamlined uh, release here for this. Plus, like you both said, the trailer was pretty lengthy and there was a lot there. And I feel like that's not a game that's, you know, at the beginning of development. Like that's, they, yeah. they've, there's a lot there that wasn't just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it would have made me way more skeptical about that a future release date if it was pretty much just like a CG trailer and it was not that. Um, yeah. yeah, and I will also add this, like, and it might be just one of those things that because, you know, I'm saying like, oh, I, this will probably be like a late 2022, early 2023 game. Maybe Square Enix has actually like kind of like learned from their past and decided to announce this game much farther along than than in, in past. Like, you know, where Final Fantasy VII Remake was announced like 2015. Yeah. And like, you know, uh, and the original planned like game that ended up being final fantasy uh uh 15, uh, 15. was announced uh hold on one five second. or something 2007 like, maybe yeah Six. like legitimately yeah. that long ago long um 2008 2008 yeah that's See, when uh the game that ended up being final ago. fantasy 15 ended up uh being announced oh sorry i'm so sorry 2006 2006 Oof. That's a long time. And I, yeah. I feel like Sony has a history of announcing games too early. Like, I feel like Last of Us Part yes. 2 had, had a very, very long... Last Guardian. Last Guardian. Like, I feel like they have definitely a track record of, you know, showing off and hyping up games way too early. Um, and I, and plenty of other developers and, and, and publishers and stuff have also, you know, done that too. But I feel like when I think about, like, press conferences and stuff, I feel like... I normally associate that with with Sony. So seeing the Final Fantasy 16 thing was just like a, why are you showing me this now? I don't want this now. Like <laughs> show me something that's coming out in the next year that will get me, you know, excited. That's true, but I think also Square Enix had to decide. Yes, like we can announce this game now. Like it's not like just Sony saying like, hey, we want to announce your game, and Square's like, there's nothing Square can do about it. Um, but yeah, I I honestly think that I think that based off of this release we will like get an idea of where square is at with like getting a a gist of when their games are going to come out post announcement trailer mm-hmm. because again like in the you know in the past uh in the past they've they've announced games way too early but in this situation it seems like everything's running smoothly and we could see this game I like you know if we if we saw this game next year like I would be surprised, but not surprised at the same time. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Um, but it also, if it c- did come out in 2023, I'd be like, that's that's just Square Enix for you, you know. So my my worry is if this ends up being a game next year, that it is going to be a very short game, and we're going to eventually see like Final Fantasy 16 2 Lightning Returns or something. You know what I mean? Like I feel like we're going to see see something like that, which I hope is not the case. Um. Yeah. Uh, and then going back to the uh, to the exclusives uh, page or whatever, oh, yeah. like, mm-hmm. um, I'm sorry, I, I, I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. Um, but go, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead um, so the other other big things they showed off, obviously, uh, a little bit of a deeper dive into Miles Morales, which Spider-Man PS4 you know, I've said it many times, never hooked me as much as I hoped it would. So I'm like, I'm excited for Miles Morales. I'm excited that Miles is here, but it's, you know, it's not the game that's making me 
get a PS5, unfortunately. But how how what is Miles Morales for you, Grayson? Because I know that that's like the game you mentioned as being, you know, you can't wait to play that when your PS5. Yeah, yeah, I I really love Marvel Spider-Man. Like that's just I think that was my game of the year in 2018, actually, uh, which is like. I don't know, it's probably not a lot of people's game of the year because God of War, Red Dead came out that year, but it just it doesn't it doesn't like break any like norms or anything. It's just yeah. a fun game that I really liked playing. I platinumed it. I think I played through it twice. Um, and Mods Morales just seems more of that. And I'm just excited to kind of just play another Spider-Man game, to be honest. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's just like comfort food for me at this point. Like and watching all that gameplay and the combat, I'm like, it just it looks gorgeous. Like I love the way they're diving into Miles' his, you know, his background, his, his, his Hispanic and um, you know, African-American roots. Like, it looks gorgeous, and I'm just like, like really excited to play it. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of bummed it's not like a full-length game, but I guess we'll see how long it is. But uh, just, it's cool to have a Spider-Man game like this at launch, even though it's a cross-gen title. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I actually thought, because may, maybe I just spent, it's been a while since I played spider-man ps4 but it looked like the combat was like way quicker and it was like way more varied in the in the trailer they showed i you know maybe i'm just again i haven't played ps ps4 spider-man it's, it's improved up. upon a lot I can yeah tell. so it like the trailer looked really good like I, I i joked on it on twitter when it started off with like him walking slowly i was like why are you walking slowly show me cool stuff um and it it is uh yeah i mean it looks it looks cool like i i will play it at some point I probably won't finish Spider-Man PS4, but I will definitely play Miles Morales. I, I don't really, I, I like Miles over Peter anyway, so mm. I think I think Miles is a, is a is a cooler character uh, a lot of the times. It's cooler, definitely has cooler powers for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so yeah, so yeah, so uh, launch titles, PS5 versus Xbox. Um, I am including games that also may already exist on PC or or like or. Or it's also coming to PC, but still. Um, so PS5 has Miles Morales, Sackboy, Destruction All Stars, Demon Souls, Godfall, mm. and that is it. That is, is it. Godfall is Godfall a PS4 game? No, it's not. It's a PS5 game. No, it's PS5. Okay, I thought it was coming to both. Okay. And then, and then, no, and then the three um, cross-gen titles are Miles Morales, Sackboy. And I believe Destruction All Stars. Oh, that's, that's also a cross gen. I think so. I know that there's three of them. Oh, I know Horizon, they, Horizon, Horizon. Yeah, I Horizon, know Horizon. Horizon. Um, yeah. So the but yeah. So Miles Morales and Sackboy are coming to PS4. Um, and then Astro's Playroom is also technically a PS5 game at launch, but those are pre-installed on your PS5. So which makes me those. really sad. That makes me really sad because I think Astro Astro Boy is, or Astrobot is so cool, and the fact that it's a pre-installed game makes me think that this is just like not anything that's going to be worth talking about. It's like show off the remote control, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a little thing, and I mean that doesn't mean that there's not gonna, you know, there won't be like an Astrobot sequel or anything. Like I that, hope there but... is. I like, I mean, they don't own Crash anymore, so make Astrobot your your like your your <laughs> you know your mascot. Like he's perfect. He he's the same colors as the PS5. Like just make him your mascot. Like, oh man, Astrobot is is so good. If you have a PSVR, mm-hmm. you need to play that yeah. game. It's so good. And then Xbox um, Gears Tactics, which is already on PC, is coming to uh, Xbox uh, X and S, and I think it's going to be on. I think it's cross-gen as well. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected, um, oh, yes. Yakuza Like a Dragon, 
the Falconer, and that's it. So four games. So I think each title... Te- ha- okay, so PS5 has five titles, Xbox has uh, six if you include Astro's Playroom, and then Xbox has four. Mm-hmm. And I feel like no one's making a big deal about Yakuza, like a dragon. And I know that like it's also it's coming out on... Niche. Yeah, but I know it's also coming on PS4 and Xbox One, which maybe mm-hmm. that's p- part of the reason why the conversation isn't really you know blowing up anywhere. But I feel like the Yakuza fan base is so vocal, and I feel like you know a lot of people who like you know are plant their flag in Sony soil, you know, tout Yakuza as like a as a big exclusive for them most of the time. So it's like weird to me that no, I feel like no one is talking about Yakuza. Um, having that exclusivity deal at least as far as next gen is concerned which i think is you know definitely something to keep an eye on as we go further into next gen just because you know obviously you know both sony and microsoft have been trying to flesh out and iron out what their like first party offerings are and what their studios are and stuff like that um obviously microsoft has been acquiring a bunch but sony's been vocal about them wanting to acquire more and i mean they've been they've they acquired uh insomniac last year or this year insomniac. so i mean there there's definitely room for for more acquisitions there so there's just so many like just this this the between these three days of uh like yeah. there's so much coming out there's mm-hmm. so much coming out like i i, I actually just like uh, thought about it because I, I was you know i've just been thinking about like the games i'm currently playing that i need to finish up and like what's coming out uh and i just kind of like looked into it and like so november 10th there's ac valhalla beyond light destiny 2 for destiny 2 fuser tetris effect connected yakuza and then the 13 remake um and then november 12th there's kingdom hearts melody of memory uh miles morales demon souls Sackboy, godfall and call of duty and then and then a week after that a week from the 12th cyberpunk it's just (laughs) It's insane. Like that's a I, lot of I, games. I, I don't know what, I, and and that's not even including like uh, some of the Valhalla other games. Valhalla come like, out that week too. Did yeah, Valhalla comes out. Valhalla's the first thing I said. It comes oh, okay. out the day, same day as the Xbox God, Series X. And so again, that's packed. not even the, and that's not even including all the like kind of like smaller titles um that are coming out like Dirt. Uh, I don't know if um they're they're going to be out beforehand going into next gen, but like Dirt Five I see on here. Um, uh, watch. I mean, Watch Dogs Legions will be available next gen immediately. The mm-hmm. Devil May Cry Special Edition with uh, the Vir- the Virgil DLC. Um, you know, it's just like, it's just so much. And I'm just, I was just like, because I was thinking to myself, what games, uh, I need to beat before before November 10th, basically. And originally, I was like thinking, oh, on no- November 10th, I'll play AC Valhalla for two days, and then on the 12th, I'll play Miles Morales. <laughs> But then I forgot that Melody of Memory comes out on the 12th. And I'm like, I'm fucked. Uh, I don't know what I, to do. What am I going to do? Also, I also think that uh, Age of Calamity comes out on the 20th. Yep. Yeah. Which yep. That, so that's just that's, another big game. To, I mean, that's probably the yep. thing I'm most excited for in November, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. RIP to anyone who works. Yes. Fuser <laughs> is like fantastic, us. by the way. I like cannot wait to play more Fuser. Fuser is, is great. Uh, that's a weird time for that game to come out i feel like it's gonna get kind of like pushed aside it's it's, it's gonna get lost in the shuffle yeah. unfortunately i mean it, it has the that's potential to get lost in the in the shuffle i hope that it it doesn't because it, it is a really fun rhythm game i enjoyed it a lot i know mike and mike you enjoyed that game at pax right fuser yeah 
It was a, mm-hmm. it was a good time. I feel like I completely forgot about it, but it's coming out, so that's great. Yeah, it's coming out right. <laughs> it's a game. Uh, it's coming out like right in the in the the heat of all of that, all of that coming out. The only other real big stuff, big big stuff, um, from the PlayStation's uh was the Hogwarts game, which I am not a Harry Potter person, so I like I'm not. It doesn't do much for me. I know Mike's a big Harry Potter person, so I don't know. Mike, did this Harry game? Potter. Cam's, are you also a Harry Potter person, Grayson, or no? No, I, I I watched them back in the day. I read some of the books, but I don't I don't want to play that. Game. I, I don't. That trailer didn't do anything for me to be excited about that game. So same. We'll see how it is, and also just it it was announced at a bad time. Yeah, so. a very a very <laughs> bad time. Um, so, yeah. D- did this trailer do anything for you, Mike? Are you excited for this game or? Uh, no, but you know, who knows? Maybe one day I'll attempt to play it. Assuming I have to play, is that one of the ex- like actual exclusives? I feel like a bunch of the games weren't actual. No, 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 no. It's cross-gen, actually. Yeah, it's cross-gen, so you can get it on. Okay, then on anything. Maybe another reason not to buy a next-gen console. Yes, <laughs> I honestly, I I wish they just pushed both consoles to March. It would have been better for everyone. It saved me money this year. Yeah, it just, I think it just would have been better for everyone. Nintendo proved you can put a console out in March and be fine. Like, anyways, uh, so there was that. We got a little bit more on Resident Evil Village, um, which I'm all set. Don't need don't need any of that in my life. Nope, no, thank you. Are you Resident Evil person, I, Gray, or no? <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like the Resident Evil series. Uh, Seven was just they are really scary. Like Seven was terrifying, and it's a game that like made me uncomfortable the entire time i was playing but i still liked it it's still a good game but um yeah yeah it's like a game i, I play once and i kind of like okay that was fun and i i put it aside um so i'm excited to play it i don't really need to see any more of that game because i already kind of know what i'm getting myself into um, yeah i don't i feel like the trailers aren't really actually they're not really pulling my attention too much but i'm still i'll, I'll still play it for sure yeah i mean i like i I don't dislike the Resident Evil franchise. I don't like scary stuff. I used to play yeah. Resident Evil games, so like I ha- I've played a bunch of older Resident Evil games because I don't I didn't find them necessarily scary. But I feel like when they went to seven, like seven, they were like, now let's go back to like absolutely making people yeah. shit themselves. And I'm like, no, no, I don't need that. T- Todd, Todd, like desperately wants me to play it in VR, and I'm like, I will never do that. Like, oh no, I, I I I tried it like for a few minutes. I just cannot see how anyone could possibly play. It like the entire game like that i just it's terrifying yeah i i like there's you could not pay me to do that like i capcom could not come to me with a check and like we'll pay you to stream this well like nope definitely not not a thing i would do sorry no i would not like i (laughs) there was a a a terrible terrible the biggest spider i've ever seen in my life in my shower the other night and i have had horrible like thoughts about this spider since that night when i get in the shower the last few days now it's like i don't want to close my eyes to like wash my hair and like like i like don't like i i'm freaked out with being in the shower because that spider ruined my life yeah so yeah <laughs> spiders are evil they should all die I'm, so i, I, I thought you're gonna i'm just i oh i just, I just want to like go on a rant a quick rant about spiders really quick like people are like oh spiders like make us like make it so that there's hardly like way less flies in the world i'm like bitch i don't care yeah i'd rather have no spiders in this fucking planet and flies all around me <laughs> i promise you i promise you the world will be a better place yes 
for me, it's like it's a it's a it's like a two pronged thing because not only do I hate spiders, but I am allergic to spiders. So it's like when I get bit by a spider, it is way worse than if any other insect like bites me or stings me. Um, we got the Devil May Cry special edition, which uh, Cam brought up earlier. Five Night at Freddy's security breach, which I, I don't know. That's good yeah. for the the YouTube kids out there that <laughs> that love that that game. Um, I don't know anything about Five Nights Five Nights at Freddy's. I know nothing about those games. Uh, and then the Dark uh, Demon Souls remaster, which I like as a concept, am kind of excited about it just because I've never played Demon Souls. Um, but I'm also not a big Souls like game player just because I feel like I I've never finished one. I feel like I get to a certain point where I'm like, all right, I no longer have the the skill or the will to go on um, or something else end up pulling me away. Like I have Sekiro in plastic still. Sekiro's so good though. <laughs> I know. And that's why I bought it because I want to play it. I want to love it. But it's just sitting in plastic wrap. Uh, actually, no, oh. I did. I opened it. It's installed on my Xbox, but I have not played it. I installed yeah. it. So it's, it's halfway there. <laughs> so for me, I'm just basically... <laughs> Because you know there's that giant spider boss in the game naturally. Uh I'm I'm gonna basically just wait for like someone to finish the game and I can just be like, yo, outside of that spider boss, are there spiders? And if they say <laughs> no, I'm gonna get the game, get to the spider boss, and have my friend who likes souls likes beat beat the boss for me, and then I'll play the rest of the game. Perfect. You know what I mean? Perfect. But if they're if they're like a common enemy, can't play it. Can't do it. Not happening. The only other meaty thing that I, that's definitely worth mentioning about the PlayStation event was we got the PlayStation Plus collection, which I think is a very, very interesting thing. We'll we'll see if this sticks around. I don't know if they've like given more concrete information about what their plan is with this or if this is a limited time thing or or what the support will be like this for in the future. But it's basically a collection of you know, some of the the best games on PS4 that will roll into your PlayStation Plus subscription and be available to you on PS5. I didn't see, I don't know if there is, like, if any of these games are have optimizations for PlayStation 5 or if they're just games you can play. They didn't, they didn't I don't think they mentioned that anywhere. That's the thing. Yeah. So, like, we don't even know, I think. They're being, yeah, they're being very, I, like, quiet about that. I don't think so. I think, it, I think they're just... It's just a way that I think it's a part of their like backwards compa- compatibility thing. Like it's just the PS4 version of the game, but um, you can just play them on PS5, okay. and then eventually, like not through the PS Plus collection, but like in general, there'll be more games that'll be added to backwards compatibility and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. It's but yeah, it's cool. It's definitely it is cool. yeah. It is definitely cool. It's obviously added value. It's definitely, I know I've seen a lot of people, I may have mentioned something like it too. I have no idea if I did or not, but it's definitely like a step towards, or at least looks like it could be something similar to Game Pass. I um, mean, it's really not. It's just more of a, here's a collection of, you know, great games that mm-hmm. maybe you miss some. So like, I, I'm curious as to who this is actually aimed at, because I don't foresee a lot of people buying a PlayStation 5 this holiday that don't own a PS4. Like I, I don't see a lot of new PlayStation owners in November that haven't already had a PS4. Um, I'm sure there'll be some, I know, I know, you know, maybe there's some people that are switching. They're going from Xbox to PlayStation five. 
Um, so that'll be great for those people that do that. But it's I, I'm I just I'm curious as to who this is actually geared towards. I mean, for me, as someone who has a PS4, there's definitely games on here that I didn't play. So like, you know, it would be cool to have the ability to play The Last Guardian because I don't own that game or Ratchet and Clank or Infamous Second Son because I don't own those games. Um, but I, it, it's great. Like it's added value. It doesn't cost anything extra from what I understand. So I'm not going to like knock it because I think that anything that is going to be more consumer friendly or consumer forward, that's not going to, you know, it's adding value and not adding more to the price tag is, is great for everyone. Uh, I don't know if, if, if any of you have strong feelings about it either way. I think it's I think it's cool for sure. Uh, I just think it's more of a, hey, the options there, and you know, just kind of like remembering, hey, like we have all these great exclusives, and in case there's any that you missed last gen, because like, you know, I I have a PS4 Pro, and I I think I have like all of the like the big first party exclusives, but I definitely haven't played all of them. Yeah. So. You know, like I haven't played Infinite Second Son, but I have it. I haven't played Ratchet and Clank, but I have it. I haven't played The Last Guardian, but I have it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so but and it'll be nice that I don't have to worry about hooking up my PS4 to play those games. Yeah. Yeah, as, as someone who's had a PS3 and PS4 and has literally never really touched uh, Xbox 360 or Xbox One and stuff. I've I've played probably every single game they showed. That's uh, gonna be part of that collection. So it's definitely not for me, but I think it's a cool way to like introduce people to all these franchises for the first time. You know, it gets Absolutely, them excited yeah. for it gets them excited for the next God of War, for the next Horizon, for the next Uncharted or whatever it is. Um, yeah, and if they if they somehow can keep adding to it, which I don't think they'll do. I think this is just kind of like a one time thing where like, hey, these games are gonna be free to subscribers and that's this is the playstation plus ps4 collection and that's it you know nothing else added to it um yeah it's, it's a great way to have all these awesome games on my ps5 so i don't have to like dig out my ps4 and i can kind of get rid of it without having to be like hey how am i going to play this game or this game again mm-hmm. um and if they're optimized in any way that'll be cool too but i i doubt it um but yeah, yeah you guys should play infamous infamous second son is is really it's a very good it's a very good game oh yeah i definitely uh, want to yeah uh, it has some issues with the story, I think, but again, that's another game I platinumed, and I just went, I still went back to that game after platinuming it. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Spider Man, the way that platinum trophy is obtained. Uh, but yeah, it's that collection has like some of the best games of all time, and I, it's great for people who are kind of jumping into ecosystem for the first time. But like you said, Brendan, I don't think there are a ton of people buying a PS5 that aren't already excited for these exclusives. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I, I think. Out. I think part of it being a focus in their in their uh, event is is kind of the same thing with how Microsoft is leaning very heavily over the last you know six months into Game Pass, which again I think Game Pass is a, is is a very different thing. Um, but I think it's the there's all of this because I believe the the PlayStation Plus collection is at launch, so it's it's more of a here's more you can play on your PlayStation Five. Um, as the argument the same way that that microsoft is like you know you have game pass at launch so you have 100 plus games day one if you have you know game pass what you know whether some of those games were brand new or not you know they're not but there's there's a lot there for you it you know gives you something else to play on your new platform i know that cam has a heart out 
I don't know what his timeline looks like now. Uh, yeah, I have to hop out in a minute. Okay. So we can probably wrap up our thoughts on PlayStation 5. If anyone else wants to add anything else. No, I don't, I don't Again, so. like, I just, uh, you know, it's... Uh, at the end of the day, like I, I, I want more reasons to, uh, to, to, like feel like my investment for the PS5 is worth it. Um, I just want to, um, you know, I, I, I like for me, uh, the PS5 for uh, nine times out of ten is just an exclusive machine, and I wish it was more than that. And I hope that, uh, somewhere down the line, there's something more that. Uh, of more value uh, for me to play my PlayStation five more often. Uh, mm. So. Yeah. I think if, if someone's like really struggling to choose between both consoles, I would, I would probably like nine out of time, nine out of 10 recommend like the Xbox because it's just a better deal personally, honestly. And um, if, if you're not someone who's really deep into PlayStation exclusives, I don't see a real reason to pick up a PlayStation 5 over, like, a Series S, you know, especially if you're someone who's, like, not super into graphics or whatever. Because the $300, yeah. $300 to get into the next gen, it's, like, that's awesome. And you have Game Pass right there. And it's just really hard to turn that deal away. Um, the Microsoft is really doing a great job at putting value over anything else at the moment. Yeah. Um, and that showcase was great. It was one of the best showcases of the summer, I think. That was actually exciting and not boring. And it was paced very well um, and didn't have, like, a lot of bloated uh, stuff that we didn't need there. Um, but mm-hmm. still, they don't. They haven't done an incredible job at selling people. This is why you need this console day one. Um, yeah. But I, I think Microsoft hasn't really done a great job either. It's just, it's funny because this is, like, the first console generation where they're so close to the last gen, you know. PS3 to yeah. PS4 was like a big jump in graphics and like PS2 to PS3. So it makes sense to really want to get in day one. But now it's like you can have similar experiences on a console you've had. You have it sitting in your home, you know? So it's, and with this economy, it's like, well, it, yeah, there's really not a reason. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly, then after hearing you both talk about it and just thinking about it some more, I think that if you're typically someone who only plays on one of either Xbox or PlayStation, both Microsoft and Sony, I think, have made the case to buy the other platform day one. Because if you have an Xbox One or you have a PS4, there's really not a lot of incentive to upgrade just yet. But if you don't have the other one, it's a great reason to buy the other one day one because... If you get an Xbox Series S, but you have a PS4 Pro, you now get mm. Game Pass. You get all of Microsoft exclusives. Cam, thank you so much for joining us. Plug all your stuff, if you can. Twitter, at the Cinephile Guy. I stream on twitch.tv slash Cinephile Guy. Uh, sorry I had to hop out early uh, doing a charity thing. Everyone take care. Uh, be safe and wear a mask. Thanks for coming on, Cam. It's always a pleasure. Bye. Um, and then, yeah, I just I feel like if you have... Um, if you have a PlayStation 4 and you don't have an Xbox, getting a Series S or Series X, you have Game Pass, you get all access to all of Microsoft's library, and you, you know, you have a reason to pick that up day one. Where if you don't have a PS4, but you have an Xbox One with the PlayStation collection, I think that's a very good way to be like, all right, I can eventually 
get a PS, uh, I can get, eventually get a Series X. But if I get a PlayStation Five now, I get all of these PS4 games that I missed. So I feel yeah. like it's like it's like they've both made the case to buy the other day one and eventually get the other down the line. That's that's kind of where I feel. Todd sliding in <laughs> at, the, at the end of our PlayStation <laughs> conversation. Todd, your your thoughts overall on the PlayStation Five event? You got a friend in me. That's how you feel about PlayStation. <laughs> my boo. Um, Somebody poison the water hole. Yeah, right I, didn't even, I didn't even notice that until now. <laughs> After a while, you block it out that Mike's just constantly changing yeah. his face. But right, it, it could be anything at this point, and I would even like that or not. Exactly. Well, there's there's one that he does that is like a cat sitting on his head. And at one point, I thought it was just his cat sitting on his head. Because yeah. like his cat's laying there in the side right there. And I was like, oh, Mike, how's your cat staying so still on your head right now? He looks frozen right now. because He, he does. He does. I, do that, I, 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 I do the frozen thing a lot where I'll be like. <laughs> you're, you're the worst, Todd. You I just am. missed Cam. Cam had to step off because Cam is uh, uh, going on a charity uh, charity stream. Oh, nice. Uh, so you you guys switched heart. out like at the exact Time. It, yeah, it was weird. Time. It was like you, it's like you tagged in and out. Yeah. So, what is your your overall thoughts on uh, on the PlayStation event? I mean, I kind of look at it the same way. I'm looking at Xbox. The only reason I'm going to get Xbox Day One is because I mean that's what I play most of my games on. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not the fact that they said all those games are going to be on PS4, and now I don't feel like I have to rush out and buy it. Uh, and I don't want to deal with the chaos that's going on right now. And I think the same thing is going to happen with Xbox. I think it's going to be chaos regardless of how they're laying out the plans for it. Yeah, no, um, it's definitely going to be chaos. Because at the, the end of the day, from what I understand, there's nothing like, like I don't think Sony can can like tell the retailers you can't put up pre-orders. You know what I mean? Like, I think I, I don't think Sony has any like power into like who can put the pre-orders up when. They can probably ask, but... Right. You know, there's nothing stopping Walmart from saying, well, we want as many as we can. So here you go. Um, and I, I told you, I'm like, I really want to play Demon Souls, even though I am the worst at all those games. I'm so bad <laughs> at like all these games. And I always give up. I'll play like 60 hours of them and only beat like two bosses or maybe three. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? Um, but it looks, but I can wait. I can patiently wait. And uh, I, I'm more excited off topic for my Oculus Quest than I am too, than I am for the PlayStation right now, just to have like a portable is uh, that VR, also but... coming out in November? Comes out October. Comes out like in like very soon. Oh wow. Two weeks. Yeah. 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 Todd's been obsessing over the Oculus Quest 2 since it got announced. Are Is you he... gonna play can you play Half-Life on there? Right? No, I don't or think no. so. you might be able to. It's it has compatibility to I'm still like uh, yeah, I'm still confused about it. I think you might have to your computer might need to be able to like really handle like the legwork for that right i think it's doable it's just your computer needs to be able to do a lot of the heavy lifting for it but it's Um, launching with saints and sinners which is the uh walking dead one that i've heard good things about and mm, then mm -hmm. there's also it's coming out quarter one of it is um i was sent brendan and mike a text while you guys were in there it's uh medal of honor you're like storming the beaches of normandy in those boats in vr and it looks pretty insane (laughs) and you're parachuting out of like planes and everything i'm like okay i'm sold just on that game and splinter cell just got announced for it too they're doing splinter cell vr for it is it like a full game or is it just like a it's 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 the only game they're getting for splinter cell that everyone's asking for yeah they announced an assassin's they announced an assassin's creed game too yeah Uh, Yeah. i don't know what it is but it's coming that's 
that's very funny people want half-life 3 so bad so bad they finally make a new half-life game it's vr only people people <laughs> begged for a splinter cell game for so long and they're getting a new splinter cell game and it's vr only it's crazy and i want to play half-life so bad and i just feel like i'm never probably going to end up playing that game until like another year or two at least till i get like a pc or something down the line i could see them eventually making a version that runs on like lower uh powered vr stuff i yeah. can't uh i can't imagine that they'll always lock it to a very very i mean it's 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 the killer app i would imagine for um for the what is it mike the valve index uh yes which i, I would imagine thousand dollars it's insane <laughs> yeah so i mean th that game being primarily locked behind there or you know runs best there is you know obviously a reason for people to spend the money on that but um you know, it is it is what it is. So before we wrap things up, I did want to touch on, especially because we have Grayson here, I wanted to touch on the Nintendo Partner Showcase because I know Grayson also loves Nintendo, but I also know Grayson loves Monster Hunter. So the for me, I, I mean, I, I'm obviously a, a big Nintendo person. I didn't think there was a lot of cool stuff that they... Uh, there was a lot of stuff they showed that we already knew about a little bit like uh, Battle in Wonderland, which I, I want to be good, but it just doesn't look good to me. No, that game looks really bad. I don't it know. It looks so bad. Like <laughs> I, I hesitate to say it looks bad because I just hate, like, I don't like to, like, sh like, crap on games, but that game doesn't look good. Like, it does not look like a fun game at all. Yeah. Uh, like, the it looks like a... Was trailers. Yes. Too. It looks like a very sloppy platformer. It does not look good. And it's it seems like it's very short, too. It's, like, eight worlds or eight levels, I think, or something. I don't know. Like, it, it doesn't sound like it's a long game. It just looks not fantastic. Um, but I think the the meteor stuff that they showed off was obviously we get we're getting two Monster Hunter games that I believe are both exclusive to Switch, which is huge mm. for for Switch owners. Um, the first of which being Monster Hunter Rise, which this game I'm ready for. Like this looks like this could be a very very good and big game for for Capcom. Um, I don't know. You you've played a decent amount of World, Grayson, right? Yeah, and Iceborne too. This is. Yeah, so Rise is like it's it's a main it's a new mainline entry. You know, I, I think Capcom has kind of stopped numbering their titles because it kind of makes mm. them more accessible to people. Because that's why World was so accessible. Because I feel like if they numbered it as five, it's like no one's gonna play Monster Hunter Five, especially when that series is already really hard to get into. Yeah, but yeah, this one looks really good. I was I was actually surprised that it looks as good as it does for the Switch. I, I was expecting it to look like shit. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> But it's running on the RE engine, apparently. Um, like you saw, they have a new, what's it called, like a grab wire or something, or bug wire, which lets you kind of climb up these cliffs really fast. There's a lot mm -hmm. of verticality, which has never really been done before in Monster Hunter. And it kind of brings back a lot of the quality of life changes that were introduced in World. So you have like the whole seamless, it's not an open world, but you can explore this entire area without any loading screens, which is yeah. uh, which was which was first introduced with World, um, and it looks like a great fun co-op title for Switch. Uh, I'm excited just to, to get for more people to get their hands on it because, you know, the series is still a bit niche. I feel like even though it's, it, it, I think World kind of broke that niche, yeah, uh, quality of it because that sold so many title, uh, so many copies, um, but it looks really fun. Um, and then Monster Hunter Stories 2 was also announced, which is a sequel to the 3DS game, which also came to mobile devices. And that's 
completely different from the mainline series. It's a turn-based RPG. It's more like kid-friendly, um, like Pokemon kind of battle system, like rock, paper, scissors, where like, you know, this beats this, this beats that. Uh, I didn't play much of stories. I didn't like it. It, it kind of ran it, it ran like shit on the 3DS, to be honest, where like oh, the wow, draw okay. distance was terrible. Yeah, a lot of pop-in textures, things like that. I didn't enjoy the combat system too much. It just kind of loses what Monster Hunter is about. Um, but this one seems a lot more focused on the story, which seems cool. Um, there's definitely an audience for it, a very small audience, I think. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm definitely more excited for Rise than, than stories. Yeah, um, I think I'd, I'd agree with you. I never played the first stories. I always wanted to, but it, it just I never ended up getting into it. Um, yeah. But I, I think... If a lot of, if not all of the quality of life stuff for from World is in Rise, plus the addition of like like you said, the verticality and the wire bug. Yeah. Like watching the the wire bug, what it can add to like your fights where you're like zipping around and like doing these crazy combos. I'm like, this game could be somehow better than World. Like, cause I think I thought World was a great game too. I, I know mm-hmm. Todd played a lot of World too. We eventually, you know, dropped off of it just because there's so many games to play. But yeah, Overwatch. It's probably Overwatch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this game looks great, and honestly, it being on the Switch is perfect for me because if if it's on the Switch and I can just jump in and out like when I feel like oh, yeah, it, yeah. or like oh that. oh if I'm you know if I'm laying in bed and I want to like do some missions and stuff before I go to bed or something like it, it being on the Switch will mean that it's a game I'll play more of for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope I hope that it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I didn't play a lot of the... So there was like three Monster Hunter titles that came to 3DS, I think. And I didn't really play any of them too much because the controls didn't feel that well because, you know, the 3DS mm-hmm. doesn't have a dual control stick uh, scheme. But now there's a Switch as like normal controls. It, it'll be awesome to have a Monster Hunter game where I can kind of yeah. play on the TV if I want to or just play in bed, which is like yes. something I would love to have right now with World because I, I've been wanting to get back into it, but it's just the fact like you have to sit down and turn it on and like this whole process to get into quests and stuff and it gets it can take time you know but yeah. hopefully this one's like more seamless and quicker you can kind of get into uh hunts uh faster i'm sure so um it's cool to have another a, a big mainline title also be portable um, yeah absolutely and it's it's i i think it won't be like a half-ass game only because a you know monster hunter world is like the best-selling game for the series it might be one of the, if not the best-selling game for capcom currently yeah I don't, it's it's huge that's for it, sure it is a very big game but monster hunter has always been big it's just always been tied to it was on you know psp and in and, and ds and stuff like that so it's always been its roots are for the most part in handheld so it, you know i i expect the switch game to be a really good game but the fact that they're coming with it after world makes me think this could be like a phenomenal game um and not just a port of you know the pre- previous titles that you know definitely show their age a little bit when it comes to gameplay mechanics and stuff like that and control schemes so i'm, I'm excited exci- yeah, yeah like we can I, all jump we can all jump in and do co-op you know because we're all yeah. on that shit all the time It'll be yes crazy. Mm-hmm. i i hope they work around nintendo's very yeah. crappy online and just make oh, it man. easy to party up and you know you can chat in the game like that would be fantastic it's going to be the same as splatoon we're gonna have to like get no, no, no. The, <laughs> the the monster hunter game the monster hunter games that have been on nintendo systems have actually haven't really well. had issues with uh yeah connecting to people Me voice and chat played the what? wii u one we did the wii u one yeah we did the uh, wii u one try <laughs> ultimate yeah 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 um, i think it was was it a launch title for the wii u it was early in the wii u i think so yeah 
Because I bought uh, a headset. Same, same. We <laughs> yeah. both did. We both bought a headset for it. I played a lot of Monster Hunter Three on the Wii, and that online was actually I. I had a lot of fun with it, and I was able to play online with a lot of people all the time. Yeah, it's a, it's a fact of voice chat now with the Switch. It probably won't have like native voice chat, but you know that's what Discord. I mean the for, I the the option is there though. Like like Fortnite has it built mm-hmm. in. Uh, I think Rocket League might have it built in too. There are some games that like subvert that, so it, you know maybe Capcom can also work around that and and have that in there. But yeah, I mean Discord is is a click away, so it's not the end of the world if it's not there. But I will never use the nintendo app for anything i own it i have it on my phone but there's there's no point to use that um but other than that really you know there wasn't a ton here there was fitness boxing too which i don't know if that's something i would play it looked terrible it looked absolutely terrible (laughs) i've never played any of those games i mean i'm definitely intrigued just because obviously like i've use like beat saber and, and ring fit this year to like actually do stuff with with my health so you know maybe it's something good who knows uh disgaea 6 defiance of destiny which is a switch exclusive which is kind of crazy to me because i feel like that uh series is usually more on the playstation side of things um, yeah this guy i know this guy five was like a launch title for switch i think it was a port though but yeah i have a I feeling a that probably sold that probably sold a lot of copies because it was just because oh, yeah. of the launch title so maybe they're like oh hey a lot of people on switch love these games so let's just put it on yeah. Switch. I mean, I've never I, played those before. But. So I like those style. Like I like those types of like tactical RPGs. I yeah. have never played a Disgaea game before. I got five when it came out because I was like, this is definitely seems like a game I would enjoy. And I did play it. I never finished it, but it is like, you know, it's it's a fun game. It, it, mm-hmm. It's a very like it's a very over the top, like what you'd expect from like, you know, an anime or something like it's very over the top and, and ridiculous. But I like a lot of the characters you know, that were in Disgaea 5. The little penguins that are called Prinnies are like fun companions <laughs> that are just like, they say funny things. They always say, dude, I don't know. They're, they're, there's like some charm in that game that is that is great. So I, that Disgaea 6 could be a big thing, uh, especially it being exclusive is pretty cool. Um, then there was the the Empire of Sin, which I don't think is an exclusive, oh, yeah. but I I don't care about like a, a drug yeah, dealing looks- simulator. <laughs> I- <laughs> There was not to, like to me. This was like just the monster. Like there was a Monster Hunter Direct after this Direct, but to me, this was just a Monster Hunter Direct because I don't remember anything else that was announced during the this o- presentation. The only other thing, I guess, you know, you can make an argument for uh, for Disgaea Six if there's people that like that. But the only other mm. thing is that Hades was shown mm. off and came, yep. launched on Switch later, which I know Todd has a lot to say. The game is phenomenal, Todd. I know Everyone's Todd. Talking so- about it fucking good it is so because i'm a huge dead cells fan fan i don't know if you ever played dead cells yeah i like dead cells uh, and this is like i'm a, a huge huge dead cells fan i put like probably 40 plus hours on the switch version and uh i think this is a way better game than dead cells it's that much wow. it's 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 amazing like there's wow. more of a story to it um it's the same type of of gameplay but just the game runs so fucking smooth it's, it's like it's like, very it good. is it like the combat just feels so good uh Oh man, it's it's the characters are all good. Like it's a very, it's yeah. just a very fleshed oh, awesome. out. Have you? Right, yeah, played, I've been wanting to play it. Have yeah, you played I other highly, super highly giant super giant games, Grayson? Or no, no? I, I've never played. I never tried Transistor or Bastion or anything. It, there's something about that top down isometric view that doesn't 
uh, it doesn't really, I don't play games like that usually. So when I see that, okay. I kind of get turned off a little bit. Yeah. They remind me of like PC, like MMOs, like Diablo or something. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I don't really like that. But I do like the character designs and stuff. And everyone on Twitter has been talking about it. So I, mean, I might just buy it if it's just, if it's only $20 too. So yeah, I do. You'll, I, I'm sure you'll like, there's no, I don't think there's, I don't think I love Dead Cells. Like so that, yeah. you yeah. saying that really makes me want to pick it okay, up. Yeah, 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 definitely. And and Dead Cells like doesn't really have much of a story. I mean, no. I mean, I, no. this, this game, like they, they do the roguelike formula, but put a story that expands the longer you like keep on dying and coming back. And yes. uh, yeah, yeah, there's mm. a lot more to it. They've just expanded on uh, like I, what, yeah, it's 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 fucking great. I almost okay. like I don't get excited to die, but I do get like intrigued. <laughs> I get intrigued to hear what like the other people say when you start a new run, because like it's it's basically like you're 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 Hades' son and you're trying to escape from hell. And every time you die, you go back to to Hades and you have to like talk to him. And then there's like other gods and like other Greek. Is it Greek mythology? I think uh, it's like everything. It's like there's a lot. I this. I mean, I don't know how far you've gotten into it, but I've dealt with a lot of newer people recently. Yeah, so there's like there's a lot of like you know gods, goddesses, and other like you know mythological uh, yeah. animals and 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 you know beings, and like they like the story evolves the further you get, but the story also kind of like talks about like like. You know, not that a roguelike needs to have like a, a gameplay or story reason as to why when you die, you start over. But this it works so well because it's like you're just trying to escape hell. So it's just like everything feels like very contained and like in universe and in story. And it doesn't feel like like, you know, here's just this gameplay mechanic that, you know, mm -hmm. doesn't it does not that it needs to be explained, but because it fits into the story they're telling, it like makes it even better for some reason. Um and the progression is very much like Dead Cells. Like I think Dead Cells was so good because they nailed that progression of you kept your, you know, you kept on were able to get new items. And this game kind of does the same thing, but even takes it to like a yeah. a, a better level. Um, Brennan, have you slept in it yet? Have you like used the bed or anything yet? No. I, anytime I've gone to like the bed or like a chair, he'll it's be like, tired. He, he says like I'm on tired or he'll say something like, oh, you know, if I sit down, I'm not going to want to get up or something stupid like that. Yeah. So I just use the bed and I won't tell anyone, tell you what happens or anything, but it's already so cool. I'm like, and, I, and you can tell it's going to keep on throwing stuff like that at you. And interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, I, I fucking love it. And I love yeah. that it's on the Switch. It's one of those things that it's like an ideal game for me to play on the Switch I'm in handheld mode. Like just yeah. lay on my, lay on the couch, you know, do a couple of rounds and yeah. I, yeah, uh, buy, buy it, Grayson. Buy it. Yeah, <laughs> I, if I, I could pull myself away from Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario's oh, been no, the other thing. Worry, that I'm obsessed mine, right now. <laughs> mine's in limbo right now. My delivery still hasn't come, uh, so that's cool. It's I just, I just downloaded it. I got it for my son for his birthday because it's a Saturday. Um, yeah, and I'm kind of pissed off because it's supposed to be here today, and now it's. I haven't gotten an update or anything. I don't know what the hell's going on with it. It's the one perk of digital. Yes, no, it right away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you uh are you playing through the games in a specific order have you played them all already or or so i i've jumped into all of them but i've just been pretty much playing galaxy and i'm like i've i'm probably gonna play as soon as we're done here because it's just i'm like falling in love with this game all over again i'm like how is this so good and it feels really good on switch and like i'm playing with the joy con on the tv and it feels like i'm playing on a wii and like it just i don't want to stop playing like yeah. each level is so much oh, fun like, I, if i have like you have like 15 stars already. So I'm like, I'm going to like 100% this probably. Not sure if I'll do the Luigi run, but 
if I have nothing else to play until like next month or November, I'll definitely like see myself under percenting all of them for sure. Interesting. Yeah. I, I started with 64. I'm like 40 stars in and like, I haven't played 64 in a while. It definitely like, you know, the camera is not ideal. Like there, it definitely has some age to it, but it's still Mm -hmm. really good and like really Mm -hmm. fun. And like, has so much charm for a game that came out in 1996 and i'm like like i love hades and i'm still playing a bunch of hades but like the the past two days i've just been kind of like all right can i squeeze in some more mario right now and just like mess around like it's it is so much fun and it's it's really weird because the last time i played mario 64 was when it came out on the on the ds which i think it was a launch title for the ds so it's still been a long time since i've played mario 64 um but like playing through it like when i got the wing cap for the first time the other last night it like i it was like weird because i was like oh this is like awesome but then like i got hit with a weird wave of like it made me feel like it it made me remember and feel how i felt like when i was you know eight years old or whatever and got it for the first time and was playing it for the first time like i've obviously like plenty of games hit you with nostalgia but i don't think anything's ever like hit me the way that the wing cap did for some reason last night like i kind of i didn't like tear up but i was like oddly emotional about like i can (laughs) i can fondly remember like me as an eight-year-old at this point of this game for for the first time so it was really like it's really weird i i keep noticing myself now in a lot of the levels being like i can remember me at that age playing this game and it's very odd because i've never (laughs) I feel like I've never had that feeling before. No, so. it's funny you say that because, like, with I have that with every Mario except for like some of the side-scrolling Mario's and Mario Odyssey. This didn't. There was nothing that stood out to me in Odyssey as far as like the level design goes. Like the gameplay, the camera, everything in that game is perfect. But I thought the level design in Odyssey was kind of eh. like the levels weren't. There wasn't anything where I was like, "Whoa!" You know, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I love. Um, yeah, yeah, I actually. I, I replayed Odyssey too. I, I I've, I've been doing like a casual playthrough of it for the past like maybe since the beginning of this year. Uh, when I went on flights and stuff, I'll just pop it in and start playing. I finished it like two weeks ago, and I was like, you know, this is I had a really fun time with it. Like, but I do like the style of Galaxy, where you're kind of going through level by level and not have this whole instead of having like the big open areas that get, that Odyssey had. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, prefer sure, the sure. more streamlined. Like, hey, this, this you're, you're gonna get this star, this star, this star, go on to the next place. Um, Odyssey was more like experimental, like just kind of you know complete this level however you want to, and just kind of play at your own pace, get as many moons as you want. Uh, I also just didn't like how there's so many moons to collect because it, it didn't feel as satisfying to get. Yeah, like, to, to get them, you know, because yeah. there's so many to get. So but. this is this is partially because I was on um, a video that's now up on the Double Shockers YouTube. Where if you want to hear uh, me and some of the some of the staff over at Dual Shockers rank the 3D Mario games from from oh, one to seven, uh, I know it. <laughs> I mean, I can spoil it for you if you want. I can tell you what what number Wait, one. What you guys What you guys pick as number one? Oh, uh, I don't know. It, it was not it was not unanimous, but oh, uh, Odyssey ended up being number one. See, uh, I would agree with that. Like, it depends on the day you would ask me, kind of. Yes, that's kind of where I am too. It it would depend. That, like I, I I could change my my opinion based on certain things, but because of that conversation, I was like the only person that was the 3D Land stan. And I like I love 3D Land. I would never put 3D Land at the top of the list, 
but I love that game. So I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to play through the whole game, but I've been like jumping into levels and like yeah. replaying it. Cause it's so good. It's, I love this game so much. I haven't played my 3ds in forever, but, uh, yeah, that that was a that was a fun conversation. Grayson, did you play Super Mario 3D World? Have you played it? Yeah, yeah, I I loved oh, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it there's just... a lot of people who haven't played that game. We were talking about this last week on the podcast, mm-hmm. and we were like, I'm waiting to see because of how little the Wii U sold. I really want to know if people are gonna be like, oh my god, Super Mario 3D World is my favorite Mario game now. You know, like out of nowhere because they never. I could totally it see that happening. Yeah, yeah. Same. I I honestly think you're gonna see that with with this collection too. I think you're gonna see people playing Galaxy and Sunshine who maybe either missed Galaxy because they hated the Wii or didn't play Sunshine because I mean the GameCube also didn't really sell that well. So I mean I think you're gonna see a lot of people have different opinions now on Sunshine and, and Galaxy. Sunshine feels really weird. I played for like 10 minutes. I'm like, this is weird, weird as hell. It, it's something about the way you move the water. I'm like, I don't remember playing like this. Cause like you can, you, you can spray water while you're, while you're running just ahead yeah. of you. But if you want to move it up and down, you have to like, stand stay still. still. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And, Mar- and Mario, this is weird, like strapping move left and right where he just <laughs> right. like, his feet don't look like they're moving. And I'm like, what is it? Why is it like this? It's but I think once game. I start playing it a little bit more, you just get used to that, the way that game controls. I do miss, like, when I'm playing Galaxy, I, I, I keep trying to, like, throw my hat and do, like, the big tricks that you can do in Odyssey. And I was like, wow, you're really limited in these old games. Like, you can't really do much. In Odyssey, you can, like, jump so far away with those, like, these little tricks, you know? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I haven't touched Sunshine or Galaxy yet only because I... Like, I know if I jump around, I'm not going to finish any of them. I'm just going to keep jumping around. So I was like, let me make myself finish 64, and then I'll go to Sunshine. But I kind of, hearing you talk about Galaxy, I kind of want to skip Sunshine. Oh, my God, it's so good. Galaxy's going to be my first I do not want to stop playing. Wait, do you guys think that the next mainline Mario game is going to be an Odyssey sequel, or do you think it's going to be something else? I don't know. Mm, at this point, I don't think they'll, they're doing an Odyssey sequel. I think, I think they do something else. Too. Title. Yeah, I, I think they would so, make yeah. something different. Mechanics, um, whatever. It, it, not that this means anything, but be, because I was looking up a bunch of Mario stuff yesterday because that because of that uh, Dual Shockers thing I was on. The gap between Super Mario Galaxy and Super Mario Galaxy Two is three years, so mm-hmm. that's right now for Odyssey is the third year. So, so like, if you're gonna do an Odyssey Two? Maybe it would be this year, but they yeah. didn't. But this collection, um, it's kind of like I don't really see them doing that now. Yeah, I, I kind of don't either. I know Mike also has started playing the the collection. Have you only played 64, Mike? Have you jumped around? Just 64. How are you feeling about that so far? Um, yeah, time, time, exclusive, <laughs> time exclusive us all. Because uh, <laughs> like, wow, this game is oh <laughs> the camera is rough i really wish if they changed anything in that game they just allowed the camera to move freely with the right stick instead of being that like angled turn <laughs> which i i get they're they're not updating the game anyway but it would have been i think it would have done wonders for that game if they did that because especially just because games have come such a long way now like that old camera in 64 i almost feel feels way older I would be more comfortable playing that game if I was using an N64 controller because then I would use like the the C buttons, the C buttons, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I feel like Liam's going to have a really hard time with that game. I feel like he's going to have a really hard time with that and Sunshine. He's just yeah, you should just let him play Galaxy. Don't let <laughs> he, Galaxy he's, he's, probably the easiest. He's going to – no, because he's going to want to play all of them, but he's going to want to make me do everything in Sunshine. I already know that. Like, there's no <laughs> way he's going to – he's going to be like, Daddy, I need help. And I'm going to be like, okay, all right. You know, it's like, then I'm going to get to that one level in Sunshine where you have, like, I think it's like a minute and 30 seconds to get all the sludge off the ground for this whole map. And I remember me and my wife oh, spent yeah. like we spent like two hours on that like one level <laughs> just trying to like get it in time. If I were to boot up Sunshine, I'm pretty sure I know I'm missing like a handful of shine sprites, but I know a bunch of them are for blue coins, and then one of them is that one level that you have to you have to be on Dolphino Plaza, you have to get a Yoshi, you have to like hop on a couple of different boats, then you get to an island, then you go into the secret stage where you I think you do have flood, but like you're on like a leaf. You don't. You can't like, use it though. I don't think. I don't you think can't. you can use the flood. Maybe they might have taken it away from you. Yeah, and then you're like on like a leaf, and it's on like poison water, and you have to like. Yes, get I remember that. Oh yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I never beat that. Thanks. <laughs> that one's. Um, mm. If I were, if I had the energy, I would find this shit to like hook up my Wii or my GameCube and just like pop it in. Right. Like, my original copy of Sunshine, just so I could see what I was at. Yeah, y'all, uh, y'all just need to sit down. Just sit down on the t- play Superman Galaxy on the TV with the Joy-Con, and you'll just be like transported to 2007. I can't wait. Oh, I'm so and excited. It looks really good, especially like you know those like really cinematic moments where Mario like bursts through like mountains and like everything yeah. crashes and like mm-hmm. star bits are circling around him. He's just like it's so cinematic, and the music is really good. Like, oh, yeah, the music yeah. is is really good in that game. I played very little of that game because I really wasn't a huge fan of the motion controls on the Wii, but I did. I remember I played like a couple hours of it and I really enjoyed it. So I'm really excited to just dive back into that game. I I think you'll like it, Todd, because I saw someone like basically someone said on Twitter, they were like, oh, the 2D Mario games, the 3D Mario games. And then they grouped 3D World, 3D Land with Galaxy because they feel like it kind of it's like not open world like 64 sunshine and odyssey but yep. it's like a little bit more structured and contained like yes i uh, love that about that i love that that's i think you might like it for that reason yeah i think so too i really quickly want to ask you todd when liam plays games does he like talk out loud and like narrate what he's trying to do uh so he is he's funny man it depends he's all about like when I'm playing my games and he's playing, he wants to play games where you fight bosses. He's all about fighting bosses. Yeah. So every time I'm playing a game, he's like, you fighting a boss right now? And he's like peeking around the corner. Like, you know, like he's like, he's like, he loves fighting bosses, but yeah, no, he'll, he'll ask me, daddy, I don't know what to do, but like, I kind of don't want, I've, I, I'll help him here and there, but I'm like, buddy, you yeah. gotta figure it out. I'm like, keep on dying. I'm like, that's a good thing. Cause you're going to figure it out eventually. I'm like, if I keep on helping yeah. you, you're never going to get this, you know? And you give him there's certain, no, I haven't let him play Cuphead, but, he loves uh, what? What has he been playing? Oh, he's been playing Spelunky. Loves Spelunky, and he's not mm. bad at it. But he doesn't. He doesn't understand how all the traps work. So he's getting his ass yeah. kicked like I am. But dude, that game's so punishing. It's just like... yeah. I, I, I've that's a rough game. But when he's so like when he's playing a game though, th- will he talk out loud and be like, "Oh, I need to jump over here," or like does he say what he needs to? Like does he talk himself through it or no? No, no. Okay. And the thing, the thing with him, he's watched so many YouTube videos at this point that he probably already knows how to play half of the games he's playing. He's yeah. like, and he's got him like, like he's got like a photographic memory with this stuff. And he's like, oh, here's where this is coming. And I'm like, how do you know this? You know, like, uh, so, no, he just he literally, but he'll get frustrated if he dies a lot. He'll be like really frustrated. And I'm yeah. just like, relax, buddy. It's fine. It's fine. 
so the reason I ask is because like I don't do that when I'm playing games now, but I think I did that when I was younger. I'd be like, oh, I need to jump over here. Oh, I gotta go fight that. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I would talk to myself. Yeah. And I, I swear there's like some sorcery with Mario 64 because I'll be like laying in bed this morning playing Mario 64 and I'm talking to myself while I'm playing it. Like I'm a kid <laughs> and like Jen's like, why are you talking to yourself? And I'm like, I don't know. Like this game is like making me feel like I'm a kid again. It's so weird because I'll be like, oh, I didn't mean to go up here. I need to go turn small and go fight the wiggler or something. She's like, what are you, what are you even talking about? Like, the, the, the mama, the mama penguin needs a baby penguin. And you're like, yeah. yeah, like I'm like saying stuff like that to myself. And I'm like, I don't play video games this way. Why am I doing this? So I, I wonder if it's like really tapping into like a weird part of my nostalgia. Mm. Brain or something. Well, he's, he's begging me for paper Mario and I'm trying to explain to him. I'm like, buddy, it's not for you yet. I'm like, yes, yeah. it, it, it wouldn't make sense. Like he'd get to like the first battle and be like, Whoa, like, oh, it's spinning. Look, daddy, look. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, buddy, it's not going to. Wait, so have you guys played off topic Pokemon Let's Go Eevee? Would he, would that game be okay? Is it like Pokemon oh, Go? Would he... Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's okay, that's cool. definitely a very kid friendly, like, first awesome, Pokemon okay. experience. Yeah, I'll get it's, like, it's like very slimmed down RPG mechanics and catching mm-hmm. mechanics. It should be so, pretty easy for him. Because yeah. he was asking me for Treasure Tracker, um, Captain Toad, but he can't even do those levels when we play 3D World. Yeah, that's hard. Like, yeah, I was like, no, buddy, we're not. I'm not gonna get you that one. You know? Yeah, like, he'll hand the controller to me every time. He gets one star, and he's like, "Daddy." Yeah, <laughs> like, po- you know. Pokemon Let's Go might might work for him though. I mean, you yeah. can let him you can let him play your po- copy of Pokemon. I don't th- I don't know if Sword or Shield would be I don't might think a little too much for him. him. Has a lot of reading. That's the problem. Him, I'm not I'm not gonna yeah. give him a terrible game to play either. Like, come on, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I literally <laughs> no, I won't give him that game. Definitely never. But. That brings us to the end of this week's episode, episode 219. But before we go, I want to thank Grayson. So I want to thank Cam too. Cam is gone. Cam said his goodbyes and where you can follow him. You can follow him at the cinephile guy on Twitter. So definitely check out Cam. Uh, he does a lot of writing at Dual Shockers. He streams on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the cinephile guy. So check him out. Follow him on Twitter. Keep in touch with what he's got going on. But I also really want to thank Grayson. Another recurring guest on the show so i'm sure a lot of our listeners know who you are at this point if they don't shame on them they need to know who you are um but plug all your stuff like where people can hear you read you all those fun things yeah sure um yeah so you can find me on twitter at grayson morales and then you can find my writing over at uh, twinfinite.net and then i also have a podcast of my own called the positive players podcast and if you search that on twitter or instagram or anywhere you listen to podcasts you're you can find it um yeah that, that that that's me that's me yeah what if if people wanted to listen to the show is there like a like what is the show does it have like a, a main theme i mean i i feel like i know what it does but it, yeah. sell the show to our audience make them listen it, to yeah, it. So, wait, wait it, it better be about negativity or i'm not like, yeah <laughs> i bring the i bring on the worst people on the show and i try to make them into a positive person no it's uh it's a show i started uh you know during covid like three months ago or so where I just kind of wanted to, uh, you know, talk to people who I follow on Twitter and, and other places who I kind of admire, people who are kind of in the, in, the, in the industry as well, who I feel like have a sort of positive influence in the community. Um, and it's cool because I get to sit down and chat with them about how they got started and um, why they're in the industry, just any, you know, random details about their life and what games they play and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I like to advertise as like a, a weekly one-on-one show about positive people and the video uh positive a show about video games and the positive people that play them that's like my tagline um i haven't been doing a fantastic job at putting it out every single week 
uh, just things have been really busy right now with work and stuff mm-hmm. with the next gen consoles coming out. But I plan on having a lot more episodes soon. But there's like 10 episodes up already. My last episode was actually with Brendan. Where we talked about the Mario All-Stars collection. So you guys can check that out right now. That was a, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not biased, but it was a good episode. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, we all of us love you. You're 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 basically like honorary past controller family at this point. So um, you know, you're always. I I'd have to, I have to actually look now because because of spoiler cast and like other things, you and Cam are like neck and neck for who's been a guest on the show the most. I don't know yeah. if it's tied. It might be tied right now. Um, but. People, people should know who you are if they don't, because you're fantastic, and we love when you come on and chat games. Yeah, I love, I love uh, being on. It's always Other a good time. I think my, um, I think the first episode I was on was a blessing, which was very cool. Yes, um, I think it felt like such a long time ago now. I know. I think <laughs> I think that might have been like a post E3 episode. Oh I think yeah, we talked about E3 yeah. stuff. I can't remember. And then that sounds right. And then you were on again with Lily after that. I think. Yes, and I was on The Last of Us 2. I, I feel like this must have been something else, but the five hour so maybe this might have yeah. been my yeah, this might be my fourth episode, if not fifth, if we don't yes. count like the pack stuff. Uh, pack no, stuff. We, we can count the pack stuff, but the problem is the pack stuff Watch. cams on it too, so it's like a it's another wash. Yeah. We're, gonna ha- we're gonna have to have <laughs> you come on another episode soon just to, to bump the numbers up. Um, but yeah, thank everyone so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 219 of the Past Control Podcast. As always, you can find all of our stuff at pastcontroller.io on Twitter and on Instagram at pastcontroller. And you can find me at bgroom. You can find Todd at toddy underscore by underscore nature. And you can find Mike underscore mycopath. And again, thank you, Grayson, for coming on. Thanks, Cam, for coming on. And thank all of you for listening to this week's episode, episode 219. If you have to go outside, please wear a mask. <laughs>